Um, <laughs> yeah, let's fit it right in. Oh, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Matthew 25, the story of the parable of Jesus and the talents, and a few things in and out, and then, and then maybe hopefully something stirs on your heart that was a spark, something that you really feel that the rest of us need to carry forward from the week of praying that we've done, prophesying, praying, and general hanging out at early hours. Um, so be ready for that. I might maybe ask you, put you on the spot, or if you, if you feel prompted, you can be aware of that. Um, because, yeah, it was a profound week. And I just, yeah, I pray. Thank you, Father, so much for this past week. We just love how you're moving us and you're stirring us and the things you're birthing in our hearts. It's so good. The vision that you've had for this place before we even moved here. And this thing you carrying, Father, that we've just begun to see parts of, it's so beautiful. We love, we love this thing you've been doing. And we thank you for this week, this time, the inspiration you've given us. We pray for the rest of this evening that you continue to birth things in our hearts. No condemnation, just excitement and purpose as we see who you are, Father. So thank you so much for your presence. And we pray that every single one of us knows... I felt as we were singing that song earlier that our, our only joy is Jesus. The Lord was just going to say back to you all, you are my great joy. You are my great joy. So we, we pray that over all of us tonight, Father. We would hear you again, speaking, speaking clearly, deep into us. I felt, I saw, I was standing in the back, so lots of us standing together there and some, the Spirit just wanted to go deep and say, you are my greatest joy. I delight in who you are. You are my glory. Amen. So that's exciting. Um, Matthew 25, Jesus tells a story. For those of you, a little bit of context. We met a guy this week called Brother Talent. So I thought about the talents and that happened and then I'll talk about, tell that story. But I just started thinking about the story of the, of the talents and the Lord is really starting to prompt me. And it's quite a divine moment about talents and the things, the skills and talents that he's put on all of us. So I'm going to be talking into that a little bit and We'll see how he ministers to us. Because um, I felt like throughout the week there's been this thing stirring in my heart that we're very introspective a lot of the time. All of us. We, we, we check ourselves and we focus on the things that we lack or our shortcomings. And in, in terms of our lack of action with the gifts that we have, these kind of things. And really like the Father wanted to draw us up into his purposes. Um, because he's given us some of his own talents. And um, just getting... Catching us up into the bigger flow of what he's doing with, yeah. with, his, with his gifts and his skills. So that's why I wanted to talk about that. Interestingly, in this parable, the, the, the parable before, um, the parable of the talents, it's squeezed between these two things. The, the, the last line of the parable before, I forget which one, what that was called, but it says, you know, like, be alert that the day of reckoning is coming. The day of judgment. It's talking about this, like, this sharp thing. Be aware, you don't know when the day or the hour will be. Then he goes into the story about giving his talents to, to people. And then it ends with this, the next parable starts off about being about the sheep and the goats. And how he talks about how he's going to separate these things. And maybe in our church we're both a little bit nervous of talking about stuff like that. About um, some people not making it. Um, just saying. Um, but that one's still out for the, um, for the years to come. We'll work it out. But... I just thought that was interesting that there's a, there was quite a there was quite a clear indication of the stories that he was talking about and this order was that was placed is 
about something that we need to wake up, that we need to wake up to. Something's coming. People are going to get separated or not, or not make it. They're going to be in or out, and there's a time coming. We don't know when it's going to be. Anyway, in between that, he talks about giving one servant five things, five grand, another one two grand, and the last one one grand. He, comes, he goes on holiday, he comes back, and he says to them, do something with my money. comes back. The guy with five doubled it to five. The guy with two, made a two made, gave him four back. And the guy with one had hidden it in the ground. And he then gave it back to him as one. And he was scolded and said, you're a fool because you could have at least got interest even if you just put it in the bank and you did nothing with what I gave you. And this message can come tonight and say to you, what the hell are you doing with what I've given you and you are bad and you're condemned. But I believe that God has grown us up past that thing. Where this prayer week that we had now was different to the ones we've had before because the times we've, we've been going on this thing of God saying, you are this, you are this, you are this. And I saying, get busy with what I made you for. Yeah. And so we're not going to go and say, just because I say do something, it means you're condemned if you don't. Because you know who you are, that your identity is not bound by what you do. Your identity is bound by who Christ is. And so because we know who we are in Christ, we can now say it's okay that we stir and challenge and push each other into the good things that Christ has put in us. So that's where I'm coming from. Because I think that really in, this, in a week like this, I think, Kerr, you said you wanted to have one every two months. Because we were like riding on this false sense of confidence, you know? <laughs> Everything's just faith and momentum. And I'm just teasing about the false. Um, but there is definitely a window over us right now in this area, in this, in this neighborhood, on us as a church, and the things God's been stirring, and it's been His timing that He's established us in who we are over some months. And now there's a push, there's something happening, there's, there's something that's opened over us. And so... The things that He birthed and put on us are for now. This is the time. And that's why I want to bring this thing. Um, and for many of us, we're going to start with five. Many of us are going to start with two. And some of us are going to start with one. And that's just the context from that story. I'm not going to dwell on, on that parable too much more. But I just wanted to break something. Just to start off that it's irrelevant where you're starting. How many you were given, entrusted with. Because Luke and I talked about this a few years ago. You can sit at your office and go, he used to sit there and go, yes, I've got a nice life because I was on the beach and he was doing sums. Sitting there. And we talked about this thing, this comparison thing that will kill you. And it's a, it was a profound thing for both of us to talk about. And I was sitting on the beach going, I wish I was making money. So, you know what I mean? I just wanted to break that off. It's irrelevant in the sight of who God is, what we all start with. We start in Christ. And He is our sufficient, individually. He is our sufficient. Um, and so just a few things that came out of there. The, the, the owner, he, he, he clearly said that risk is good. He backed the guy with the five for taking the biggest risk. He backed the guys for having vision with what he had given them, yeah. and he backed them for seizing the time, that he, the window that they had been given. And yeah. I felt like those are the things God was putting on us. Yes. Backing us to start to risk with what he's been deposited on us, deposited on this building, on this place, the, the mandate on our church, yeah. and seizing it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And, you know, the thing my mom's always said to me, whenever someone asked me, would you mind playing the guitar, leading worship, I always said, ah. Oh, and then she always used to 
is a heavy hand. <laughs> Stubborn, heavy hand. I tell her, Ma, you must listen to this. You know, and she always used to tell me that the gifts that we've been given are not for us. And it's a profound thing to, to have a revelation of that eventually, eventually you get it. And now I like happily led worship at Brad and Nina's wedding. <laughs> Whereas before I would have said, <laughs> until my mom <laughs> just you know, but that that's that's happened many times many 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 people went looking for other worship leaders and yeah our gifts are not for us and just as we had this time where God began to show us what we've been made for this week together I believe this 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 is a divine sort of connection that we're starting to have and there's there's opportunity over us and so the story of this guy, Talent, those of you that didn't come to the prayer week, we had some great turnouts. I was quite impressed, eh? Well done, everyone. 6.15 on Monday morning, like 20 people. It's quite profound for a church of about 25. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing. Those of you that haven't come here before, don't come thinking, like, what happened at the Ben Dunn conference? People came to church, and there was like 60, 70 people, and then the next week came again and said, where's everyone? Because <laughs> the celebrity wasn't here. But it was quite profound. It was such a great thing, a lot of people gathering. And then Tuesday, I was driving, I was coming from somewhere, and I was like, just about at work, and the Spirit said to me, go home. And I normally, immediately, in my normal mind, I go, there's a security breach. It's Woodstock. Go check the... Go check the Altona, <laughs> yeah, go check it. And so I went back there, I drive in slowly up our street, I checked the deck, there was no one on the deck, came around the front doors were all closed, it was all fine. And at that moment, the manager of this building came up to me with this guy, Talent, who's from Zim, he's also an albino, which I'll tell you about a little bit later. <laughs> Um, the reason why Garrett's laughing, I'll tell you in a brief moment. I once had an encounter with an albino guy who, just because of the absurd thing, the absurdness of it, just freaked me out. I thought it was demonic. It was such like a weird moment. And so it's a very funny story and I'll tell it to you one time uh, on a men's camp. Because <laughs> um, there was nudity involved. Okay, so I'll stop there. Anyway, I was driving to work. The spirit said, go home. I checked on the security. There was no one there. And here came Mario, the manager of this place, and Brother Talent. And um, he, someone had sent him, and I think obviously an angel or something, because this person's name I've never heard of, and they were sitting on a corner opposite there, and they said, go to the church at this place. And it's not like we are, we are a church, I mean... Anyway, he came and he was looking for help and he told me this very long story and I was able to help him get to Kherbo where his family were. And it was just a profound thing that I knew then that the Lord had actually led me to go home so I could help this guy. And the fact that his name was Talent also was important to me because of what, I, you know, what God has been speaking to us this week. And we had this little conversation, Talent and I, about he has no skills, he has no talent and I was mocking him. And... I said, you're never going to get work. You can't walk around with a name like that without one. <laughs> and it was funny, and it was a bit of banter. And then I said, you know, even Jesus was a carpenter. 
and he, he said, yes, okay, I see it. So I'm going to go to Chabot, I'm going to learn something, whatever. Turns out he'd run away from home, and he was, he's 18, and he was just stuck here. It's completely desolate. Deserted. Deserted, or no money. And um, just felt like there was a divine moment. And so, because of this guy's need for money, the Lord enabled me to help him to get to Chabot, and then he said to me, Tell, talk to you guys about money, and our talents, and some of the things. And so one of my talents has been making money, just enough to be able to give this guy some money. And so this is the connection that I'm making here with talents. Um, but there's such a weight that, that on our lives that God's put so many things on us that um, it's not only about money, but one of them I felt like He wanted to free over us is that it's okay if it is money and it doesn't look too super spiritual. If your gift is to be awesome at making money, God wants to use it. Um, and then to say that He wants us to begin to invest in the things that, that are on His heart. So just like investing in His poor people, um, that's what's on God's heart. So as we pour our treasure into these people, we're going to have more and more treasure where He has it. And uh, He wants us to be walking ATMs. That was my revelation. Because I gave the guy like the equivalent of nothing. But it was just the transaction that this guy came up our road and the Lord led me home and this whole thing. And it was like He literally came to the ATM. And that was it. There was no strings attached and He left. I never saw him again, but there was a divine moment. And God wants to be, as we know, He's been doing that in our lives in divine ways. He wants us to become these places for people. Not only about money, but I do feel He wants to break that over us too. To not have anything about taboos about, you know, should I give or shouldn't I, and break this thing. Yeah. Like I said, He wants walking ATMs. Yeah. He wants people that are so free with their money that we go too far. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> One of those ATMs you wish you went and drew from. <laughs> You've all heard those stories. You've seen them on, on the interweb. Some, there's some photos of those ATMs that just spit. And there's like chaos in places like Russia. <laughs> you know, because it's tiring in our culture that we're so guarded with our money. And, you know, like my dad was saying last week, we're not of this society. We're not of it. We're a peculiar people, a different kingdom. We're of a different kingdom. God's kingdom is, is different to the one that we see around us right now and in our kingdom we don't have anything we don't own any assets we sourced in Christ we own our righteousness and the peace of God and joy for all time that's it, that's the only asset we have and he wants to break that over us that we don't own things to the point that we can withhold them and not only money for example worship leading or whatever your things are I believe that there's, 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 a, there's like a, we've, we have a space around here in our society that says, you know, it's okay to not use what's been entrusted to you. Or use it in part, or use it sometimes. Big hush going down here. Yeah. Very good. That's what I want. Is that bring the voice down, bring it down. Because it's important. I want everyone to get this. God wants to trust us so He can spend us. I'll say it again. God wants to trust us so He can spend us. The more He's able to spend us, the more He'll trust us and the more He'll spend through us and on us and with us. And the ATM will be just more often. And you know, for me, the moment of realizing that it was a, it was a divine insight from God to go home at that time. I had no reason to go home. I was in a rush. To get used like that was exhilarating. Because I, afterwards, I was like, wow, this is amazing. God, to give this guy money and God used me. Yeah. It was profound. So talent came back. 
He went to Kabo and earned 40 rand a day. I mean, you can't save and travel back and forth to Zim and like, it's like going to London. You just spend it when you're there and you come back with nothing. Um, just a little jab. You know, so he came back with nothing and he said to me, I've met, I've, I'm at my end, I have to go home. This was about two days later. It was awesome. I, I, I phoned his mom in Zim just to make sure the story was legit. And it was legit. She freaked out when she heard his voice. He'd run away from home and this whole thing. And she guaranteed that she would pay his ticket through MoneyGram from Joburg to get him to, to Harare and from there. And I had to get him from Cape Town to, to Joburg. So I helped him. That was just awesome that God enabled me to use that, my talent in that moment to spend me for his purposes to build something up in this guy's talent's life. He, he's been studying to be a priest in Zin at an Anglican church. And I think just profound moment in like this guy's life, it'll be formative. And he'll, for the rest of his life, will remember the kindness of Christians. Because he was absolutely at his end. And so there's things like that, like, for example, our most creamy worship leader, Luke. It's very <laughs> creamy, very creamy. Creamy. Gas says it all the time. Gas says Luke's got a very creamy voice. When he sings, so... Holy, holy mountain, holy, <laughs> holy, no, yeah, because we are God's plan for healing and for giving and for breaking in and being the, standing in the gap. So, just in the same, like Luke giving his gift, and you then you receive this thing of. This guy's gift and this song just comes and speaks to you and you have a revelation of it. So we wrote a song about talent. We'll maybe sing it later. But the example of that thing, of God using that gift, just like he's using money or he's using Luke's talent or he's using your talent, Lynn, of encouragement or Luke's talent of intercession or Gaz's talent of teaching or Brad's talent of ministry. The whole time he wants to, for us to be these people that make deposits into other people's lives. The whole time. That's what he's after. That he can just spend this whole time, just prompt us and say, to make a prophetic deposit over someone's life that they're going to see for the rest of their lives. Yeah. That picture that they're going to live for, yeah. towards, and be encouraged by. That's what God's stirring us for. Yeah. We are his plan to make these deposits. That's, what, that's, his, that's our purpose. That's his glory being unfolded. So the passions that you have are his dreams. Yes. Your passions, is take, think on it for a moment. The passions that God's put on us are His dreams. Yes. I think we need to have a heightened space and ability and encouragement in our church to encourage passion. Because yes. we, we, we sort of shy around passion. We, we're quite shy around it. Um, it's a bit, I don't know, you know what I mean? I was at the back, I was trying to dance, but it's... <laughs> you know what I mean? Just saying, too creamy. <laughs> I was trying to dance and then just like <laughs> I'm thinking a lot, so you guys can just get your ribbon. A ribbon. <laughs> Josh follows this guy on Twitter. You have this guy, celebrity worship leader. And one of his tweets is about um, who to avoid after the service. Something with the lady. She loves flag wavers because he knows you avoid all the service. Avoid the flag wavers or something. Like so I don't want a ribbon. 
Um, you know, his passions, God's passions, are the dreams he's put in our hearts. So the dreams that we have are the things he's passionate about. And I think we need to hear that again and again and again, that they're not your own. You didn't create them, you didn't conjure them up. There's the, the spoken vision that God put on you, the desire birthed in you. That's the empowering, spoken, moving word of God yeah. to unlock something with that vision and that dream. They're God's things. So, you know, we didn't, we were meeting in, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's been God's mission that we came here. It's His mission, Gary. Yeah, that mission. It's been God's mission that we came here and He's doing His thing and, he's, and it's been His passion and He's Parts of it he's put in our hearts. So we bought a drum kit because he put this dream in a lot of our hearts to make better music. So we've got a drum kit this week. And uh, that's his passion. It's God's passion that we start unlocking some wild sounds. It's his passion and he's made it one of our dreams. And um, there's other things that, you know, we've said we want to be wealthy enough that we can just be ridiculously generous. And that's been one of his passions. Yeah. And he's made it a dream of ours. And... Um, yeah, I don't know what your things are. I'm not going to sit here and make example after example because I, I, don't really, I, don't, I don't really know the thing, the deep thing that God stirred. But I think that yeah. He wants to unlock some of the deep things again in yes. us, all of us. Yeah. The talent, the skill. Yeah. It's His passion. It's put in you. Yes. And so He gave you a little bit of it and you could like strum two chords and then you can't do enough. And now He's saying go take lessons. Yes. Go get active and go and put the guitar back here on the street and play it until your fingers bleed. You know, back, back wants to learn bass. So, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> we bought a bass amp just to inspire him as well. It's there. It's quite a, can you guys see it? It's German. It's hot, hot key. Hot. Hot cut. Hot cut. Uh, that's more Russian. Um, but I've, I, God wants us to start taking steps together and to be a culture that pushes each other to take steps into the small promptings that we've had. You know, we had yes. people come and they prophesy over us. They prompt things, they stir things in our hearts. Yes. We need to begin to say, what are you doing about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not condemning you. No. It's encouraging, it's exciting. It's stirring things in your heart. Mm. So buy someone a, a magic mix so they start baking. You know what I mean? Because they need to do a cake ministry. Do that. Let's be that kind of people where... We start to prophetically see into people's, into the rest of our church's lives and hearts, and we move things so that in order to propel them to be active in it. Yeah. I think example for you, John and Sophia, is like coming to Woodstock. You know, I think that God has more still on you guys for here, maybe for next year. Who knows? So he said to me, "Phone you guys and tell you come and stay here for two months." And so, I don't know, maybe I'm moving and maybe it's completely off the wall and test it and then check it and do that whole thing. <laughs> maybe you leave, it's fine. Worse than other Lord. But the thing is, I believe we need to make those kind of actions more often, more regularly, more dramatically. Yeah. Being willing to spend ourselves on our own things and on each other's. So, just remember that picture of Brother Talent because... I think this thing literally, in a few years' time, is going to blow our minds. Redonk talent show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> creamy talent show. <laughs> 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 oh, creamy. <laughs> yeah, <my> creamy. <laughs> creamy talent show, that's what Brad said. You know, um, 
So I want to just take a moment to talk to you guys about the risks and these things of being great because that's what He desires for us. The Lord is great. He doesn't do anything that doesn't succeed. These talents that, he put, that He's put in our hearts and He's put on our lives are for His glory. And it's false humility to think that you need to dance around being well known or being the best at something. It's false humility. Because you are destined to be the glory of God yes. and to honor Him with that thing. So just to say, we, we, we're too nervous to be great yes. at stuff. And uh, if you, you want to listen to probably the most profound speech, listen to Mandela on the inauguration in 94 about the light in man. Yeah. It's profound to think that we are what God designed to radiate His glory. Yes. We are that. We are the reflection of the glory of God. Yes. And so, it's okay to be great. Yes. It's okay to be excellent at it. Oh, Just yes. thinking about you, Lee, and the book you've written, it's, it's okay to be desiring and pushing for this thing to be the most profoundly excellent. The next Wilbur Smith without the sex. <laughs> I read a lot of Wilbur Smith. I've finished most of them now. But I, skip, I have to skip those pages. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever it comes to the sex scene, I always say, Jess, uh, this is what's happening. And so I'm just joking. I, I do skip parts. Because he wants us to succeed, all of us. He wants us to be the best. He wants us to be known so that we can bring honor and glory to him and to his purposes. So we can be spent to a higher degree more often, more frequently, over and over again. He wants that for us. He wants us to be known for a place that gives money away in large sums to guys like Brother Talent. That's what he wants. He wants us to be famous for that, to be the best at it. Putting the safeguards in place, doing all the things, doing it well, but being the best at it. That's what he wants. And he wants you individually to be that, that artist, Kath. You know what I mean? Mark, I just want to say, I was thinking earlier, God wants to unlock something on your business this week. So, if it's okay, Bri, would you just stand for a moment? Guys, just agree with me. Reach your hands. Father, we speak a blessing over Mark's business this week. We pray that you profoundly turn things over and move things around in that, in that business. The supply chains would be smooth and the quality would improve. The stock would arrive on time. There would be cash flow enough to make enough stock. The marketing, the, the admin, the whole thing, it would begin to just hit that sweet in-sync spot that we, that, we, that we so desire for you, Mark. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, you know, and then secondly, I want to say about that. Some of us are never going to be known according to the standards of earth with our talents. And it's for heaven's acclaim. It's for the purposes of God that these talents are put on us, these things. So he gives you five, but man might not know you one with the five. I'm just saying. Yes. Man might see you with a one. No. <laughs> or two red. <laughs> Those of you that don't live in Woodstock, it's not, it's not sort of five minutes that go by where you don't hear a voice shouting out from some angle. Give me a one red or a two red or a three red. A three red. Oh, yeah. Yo. 
You know, because our affirmation comes from God. Yeah. Our affirmation is in the Father. We don't seek it out from each other in the way it's nice. It's a pat on the back. It's comforting. But it's short-sighted. Yes. Just like I felt like earlier on tonight, you know, one of the things that God's going to do in this move that he's, that, he's, that he's never stopped moving in is He wants to show us in this chaos world how to be a people who can stand at peace yeah. when we get together and when we, wherever we are. Yeah. I felt like that, like yeah. creamy sound coming on here. Yeah? A lot of us just, we, we, we suckle with that because it's, 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 you know, like you, Bladen's voice is not speaking. So there's nothing to engage in. It's a commentator for rugby. Um, but he wants us to be able to stand at peace. It's one of the things that he wants to do on us. And I felt that tonight, just so much stuff going on, there's hooters here, and it's chaos. He wants us to stand at peace and enjoy at the same time. So, like, distinctly, he's going he's gonna to make us a people who attract other people. We've said this a lot. It's like a tree that makes shade. A tree that birds can come and nest in. Somewhere was that? One of the Gospels. And... A place that people gather around because there's ease, there's peace. It's yeah. unshakable. Yeah. And so, to get to that, that place again, we need to realize our affirmation comes from, from the Father because we're going we're gonna to constantly check ourselves. Am I, no, I, there's no acclaim for this thing I'm doing. But being affirmed by the Father, we're so at peace. we settled in the joy that we, have, that we have in Christ and who we are, who we become in Christ. And... Um, we stop looking for it from a man because we look, we're looking for a different kind of affirmation. Yeah. Our joy is the delight of our Father. Yes. And I don't think we know how to do that yeah. enough as a, as a people yet. There's a lot more for us on that. You know, and so as the Father says about Jesus, He says about us all the time. Yes. Nothing different. Yes. He can't say anything about you that He's not saying about Jesus. Wow. Everything he said about Jesus, he's saying about you. Because yes. we went into death and are now into life yes. in Christ. We have nothing, we have Christ. Yes. So just in that moment he says, this is my son, my daughter with whom I'm well pleased. He's saying to you, this is my son, this is my daughter with whom I'm well pleased. Yes. His joy is our joy. And so we're inside of him. Yes. And that thing, well done, good and faithful servant, yes. following through. I acclaim you, heaven applauds and rejoices over you. Yeah. That this thing I trusted, I deposited on your life, you've used to build me up. Yes. That's what he's after. And if we leave here and we get that wrong, we should shut the doors. Because that's the point. That the Lord says, well done. Everyone else can say you guys are a bunch of shockers. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's the point, you know. And we, if we're not seeing that, then... Yeah, we, we're missing it. And so, a couple of closing thoughts. Yes, my dad said that a lot last week, eh? <laughs> 15 minute intervals, a couple of closing minute thoughts. Cool. 8.45. <laughs> what time did we leave? I was like, 8.15. From 4. <laughs> Hell of a night. Yeah. African time. Yeah. So a lot of us, about us living in God is about being in the right position. Positioning ourselves. So I want to go into these thoughts a little bit. 
taking risks and counting the cost of those risks and being willing to do that, you have to be in position. Mm. So I felt like, you know that thing God moved me from there and He said, come here. I was misguided thinking it was a security breach. Because that's my natural, no. you know what I mean? You guys, if you want to ever just have an experience, you should come be around here. See the other side of things when, when there's a security breach. And all the boys who live in Woodstock come together. <laughs> and all the girls lock their doors. <laughs> and we no, go... Okay, they don't lock their doors. They close them. Close them. And we all, and we all like, get extremely ready. Um, and generally don't catch anyone. <laughs> One of the funny stories this week was out of wedlock seeing a man naked. <laughs> In a crime related scenario. <laughs> He was having a bath, and someone robbed him, and he ran outside naked. <laughs> swinging his arms, a lot of things swinging. A lot of swinging. One of Kerr's neighbors, she's going to be moving. Yeah. Across the street. Across the street, Amazing how much, how many funny stories there are in Woodstock that are always related to nudity. Yeah. A lot of this, a lot of this thing of having a revelation of who you are and what you've been made for is about positioning yourself, positioning ourselves, being willing to say, "Cool, I'm going to do that." So one of the mornings in the prairie, God said, "Don't walk this way; the shortest, just walk the long way." So I said, "Okay, cool." He just said, "I want you to declare this block here for my purposes." So I just walked, I just did that, cool, came inside, that was it. But there's some things that are going to be like, really just, that was just me breathing. And there's going to be other things that are going to be out of pocket, or out of time, or out of energy. Yeah. It's going to, it, it, but we have to see them all with the same significance. Yeah. Just like I came and I just declared this whole block here, because I really felt like God was declaring this thing that morning. That was just, it was a joke, it was a breeze, it came naturally to me. Because, you know, I just had to walk that way, past the merchant's house and say some things. And then um, the other time it cost me money, yeah. in a sense. It cost me or the Lord, it's one and the same. So we have to be willing to be moved and be in place, be ready the whole time, constantly positioning ourselves with that awareness that it, it, it might be right now or it might not be, but we're still going to be there. Because yeah. I think what happens is we grow tired of being there because something's not happening. Or we pray and we declare God's purposes over this block and then we don't see anything happen. And then eventually we take to our own and we get a vuvuzela and we blow and we blow and still nothing happens. And then we get tired of it and we wait. That's generally what happens. I believe God wants us to begin to ask for heaven's understanding of the significance of our actions. Long sentence. But to start to see the significance in the sight of heaven of what we're doing in the smallest, consistent moments of our lives. Yeah. And it was one of the things I wrote here, was that we need to pray that God shows us the significance of what we're doing mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. Significance of being people who speak prayer prophetically over people the whole time. Who are praying over something, who have vision for people's lives or places 
or moods of God or for resource or whatever the thing is. And going, wow, that was a powerful three words I just said. And like letting that overcome you and going, yes, that was such a massive action in the kingdom. I know God's moving. He's on it. Yeah. Yeah. We need a heightened ability to see that and to agree with that on each other. Like example, just another example of Bucky. He comes, he strums, he maybe plays a bass. It's a significant moment. And we see that because we see maybe what's going to happen. I mean, maybe it never works out. But, <laughs> just teasing you, Bucky. But, but the significance of that prayer, maybe we never own those ten houses that I walked there. But the significance was that someone came and was obedient to what God has passion for, what He has purposed. Because that's, that's us. You, we've, our purpose is to be spent by God. Yeah. To be His glory. Yeah. So it's about being in position and also having fun. You know? like in that thing, he's willing to, being willing to be spent. But also saying, you know, this is going to be the biggest jewel. Consistently never stopping. Having yeah. fun. Get to see new places. Take new routes. Walk around a different way. Hang out with people you'd never hang out with. You know, just interacting in different ways. Hearing sounds you're never hearing before. Creamy sounds. Hard sounds, like, yeah, I mean, maybe God calls you to a Russian-sounding nightclub, you know? That's exciting. Loud. I'm being serious, you know, like, I felt that often, like, there's been times I'm just, ah, it's hitting in your chops, bam, hitting your head, and you wake up, and you should have put toilet paper in your ears, and this whole thing. Remember one night when, when that happened, God's, like, I went to this club and he, he used me. It was this, this, ended up being a whole wow demonic manifestation, this whole thing. But there was this interaction, there was a purpose of God to be there. And there was a cost, it was like two in the morning. It was loud and I woke up, smelled like smoke, and I washed my stuff, didn't have a maid, it was a mission. <laughs> Just saying, I'm drawing it out, that's how we think. But we have to, be, we have to see it all as a joke in the light of the, the joy, enjoyment of Christ. Yeah. And so. Pray that we see heaven's purpose and heaven's the enormity. Thanks, Brad. He brought that word into our church. The enormity. <laughs> he says it often in early hours of the morning. We heard it once this week. Pray that we see the enormity of any size action that we do and we move in in obedience to God. And start to build a culture here that we see things as huge in the sight of God. And it's going to be peculiar because we're going to be celebrating and someone's going to come and go, your oaks are celebrating, she brought flowers to church, cool. But maybe she's going to be a florist and resource this whole thing from your floristry business. Floristry. <laughs> Don't you? But I'm, so, okay. So we will have fun doing these things and it should never be heavy and you know, like, Coming out to church, this is now where we're going to talk about in-house problems that we're having in our local church. The guys are not attending enough, um, being on time. I'm just joking, everyone. But there's going to be a cost sometimes. God's going to call us to a meeting, and it might be at 6.15 next year when we do the next prayer week. There's a cost, but I promise you there's so much life on those significant things we do. And for me, that, the first prayer week was pretty heavy going. It was early. But this one has been such a joy. Really. So I was in the same boat with it. And just like for you, maybe money's got you. Your pockets are tight. You snoop. <laughs> but God, He wants this thing to be light. In the sight of the lightness of the grace that's on your life. The mercy that's never stopped me pouring out on us. 
You know, and secondly, going on from there, we mustn't be coming here if it's about something we need to get. We mustn't be doing this. Not just joining this church or being at the meetings or going further, being a Christian. If it's about something we need to get, it must be constantly the prayer is God, make sure that I am seeing who you are because then everything else will fall into place. So, a couple of prayers that I'm hoping to be putting into your prayer life. God really wants us to be a people who know how to pray together. He really does. On our own and together, I really I, I see that coming. Our heart's desire is to be in that position and to be spent by Him. And, you know, we mustn't be after something that is focused on us. So if, you can, if, you, if you've come here and you, it's because you were bored there or whatever, <laughs> just saying, some of you were bored there. You're welcome still. <laughs> you know, the Lord said, everyone who comes here, treat them as, as me. I'm the king. And the king's entered the room. So you're most welcome. But if you're coming here because you're bored there, you're missing the point. We can't live because we're needing something. Because yeah. we've died. Yes. And the Lord has now risen. Yeah. We have nothing. He has everything of us. And so every desire and passion, these things, are what He's putting in you. What He's birthing. They're not of you. Some of you need to hear that. They're not from you. They're His things yeah. that He wants to carry. And by the way, you might be involved. Yeah. So just walk the other routes. Do that. Just open your pockets. Stop being snooped. <laughs> I'm being serious. I felt that God said to me, don't, don't be, you know, talk about money a bit. Yeah. Let the love of God that He poured onto you move you towards Himself, which is other people. God, the glory of God is in man. And so He wants us to reflect His glory by making sure that other people know that they are His glory. Yeah. And that they can get caught up in the sight of Him too. And be able to spend their lives and be blown away by the grace that's, that's available to them. And so the glory of God is, is for us to be able to be moved. It's God, you love us so much. Every day, mercy. Um, how's our song going? What's the song? Mercy. mercy. Every day, you pour out. You love us so much. And we're just so caught up in that. So caught up. And that's it. Just because you love us. Who else needs this? What can I give you so that you will know the love of God even more? Like talent, he's going to go and he's going to say, wow, I know the love of God as my provider more than I've ever known. Hell of a hard three weeks of being hungry, but I made it back home. Cool, I learned some things. And God loves me. Church of Zimbabwe, the Lord loves you. That's the implication of a small act of 18 rand. A guy going and preaching the gospel for the rest of his life in remote Zim. It's profound if you think about the significance of that. And God wants us to be people who see that and, and, and celebrate that. Celebrate the things that, that He puts in our hearts. Okay, so... Closing thoughts, cool. <laughs> Jokes. We need, to, we need to seek the Father's intentions for the rest of our lives. Like, more than we're doing at the moment. So this is a... What's, what are the, what's the word from the form church, Lynn? A... A, a plea, not a plea, I'm not begging. It's a <laughs> request, urge. They're not formal enough. Exhortation. exhortation. This is an exhortation to begin to seek the Father's intentions for who He wants to be with you and your stuff. Yeah. 
Because you know who you are now. And now he's saying, it's amazing that you know who you are and I love that. But now that you know who you are, you know who I am, you know who we are, let's give a two rank. <laughs> so I'm, I'm available to lead worship at weddings. But I only sing songs that we sing at Woodstock. <laughs> One condition. The Lord said it's fine. Check. Okay, secondly, ask God for His time management. Like, if you're busy and He prompts you, ask Him to start to, to have a new perspective on how you should manage your time. Because we, we justify a lot and say, I'm too busy for this, or, you know, this thing I'm doing is what I'm called to, but actually God might be saying right now, your time, you don't even have time, you're on my time anyway, okay? So, do this. Cut back on TV series. Cut back on TV series. <laughs> <laughs> Exaltation from dear brother Luke. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of series being passed around. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that stuff is destroying the life of our church. <laughs> I'm serious. You can't even go visit anyone. You just go there and oh, and oh sorry, buddy, busy. Watch out to now, busy. Just, just watching suits and stuff. And people are watching lots of TV. Eh? I bought a TV. <laughs> yeah. You know why I bought a TV? So that. I could uh, invite people over to uh, yeah. hosting. There's been a few guys that have watched stuff at my house, eh? So, I hope you've been blessed by that, guys. Cool. Um, then, ask, seeking the Father's intention, asking Him for His time management, investing and honing the, t the skill and talent that He's put on you, being willing to spend time and energy and money on that thing. I know I've said this a lot actually before. We need to be more aware of that. And then being more sharp and alert to the prompting. God's going to say, just do that quickly. Just do that. Just be this. Just be there. Be here. Being more alert for that. And then desiring to be well-known and effective in His kingdom. I believe that He wants us to be okay with that desire. Because we're not okay with it. It's okay to desire to be well-known. To be a Paul or a Mary Whatever the thing is. Um, I don't know any many great women in the Bible's names. Let's drop the Mary. Yeah? <laughs> Whatever that thing is. Okay. Is it, has anyone had a clear tugging that they want to say something from the week of prayer that they would like to share? No, no pressure at all. But if you have, you can just come and do it. Gary, what's up? Hey, man. I'm just, I'm, I hope that you're going to hear me. Go for it. Um, so thank you very much, Caleb and Josh. for looking out for me. And I know you put me into the ark and I'm pretty grateful for all that. And I just want a place to stay. Thanks, Bri. We'll, uh, we'll take you tomorrow morning. Nine o'clock, if you're at my house. I'll take you. If you're there. Cool.
Anyone else? Do you want to talk about that false sense of confidence, Kurt? Okay. No, no pressure. I'm just teasing you. Yes, come share it on the mic, Please say it on the mic, Public speech talent. No, I don't mind talent. I hate this thing. So, um, I was here. When Carl was talking about these this talent thing, um, I thought I would just give it to God and um, I said I would participate in an exhibition about a month ago and um, didn't really know what I was going to do and I just sort of said I would make some ice cream so that's what I know I can do and um, it's an art exhibition and about these talents and he just said it so nicely now so you know what he said and I just said to God well you know like I just well I just felt a prompting and this week I made art for the first time in nine years and, <laughs> and I, I framed some things on Friday and it's on Thursday so I just really just and and I was talking to Luke about it, and it's, I mean, this is, I don't, I'm, I don't um, want to be famous, but I, um, <laughs> but I just feel like God, what God showed me in it is that it's just so easy when He is with you. It's so, it was, and I knew it was from Him because it was just, it was, it came with such ease. I didn't think about it, I just played, I had fun. <coughs> And I just did it. I just trusted him because this thing. So, asking to use you. <laughs> there was a lot of words, and I, I normally take notes from the week. So I can email them to you again if you'd be interested. So it was fun just to see the day, how the days of the prayer progressed and what we started praying into, how the theme emerged. Anyone else? Just Kat. a small thought. When I lived in West please, Africa, please, please, please. I'm so sure. when I lived in West Africa, I remember talking about this with a friend of mine, and he was Liberian, and he said, you see this parable so differently to us. We see the guy with the one talent, he's the lucky guy. He's the guy because God knows, he knows how to make money grow. So we wish to be the guy with the one. Hmm. Not sure. Is Manny still here? Manny? Manny? He's playing puzzles. Our most committed member, well, sometimes. Second. If I'm here, he's... Manny, do you want to just come over here? We're going to pray for you and your family now.
as many centuries. <laughs> we had a great time prophesying over him this week. So I felt like that would be a, a right thing to do, to keep praying over Manny's life and also over his sister, Pavushka. Reach your hands up. Let's pray. Prophesy, speak something. Just speak a blessing. Father, we bless the Henry family. In your name, Jesus. We bless this thing. We break any uh, strongholds of addiction over their family. And we declare your purposes over Manny Sanchez. And we declare your purposes over Pavushka. It's so great that the thing you've birthed them for, God. Your good works. Thank you, Father. Emmanuel. Speak this word of Emmanuel, this name that was given to you by your dad. That you never met. The Father has given you this thing. We love what God's purpose to you for, many. Bless it. We agree. Help us to be faithful, God. I'll pray for more dreams for you, Manny. Manny's been having lots of dreams. Pray for more dreams. Show him his authority in you. More faith on his head. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Manny. Okay, so you can... You guys, if, you, if you've got one of those things, basically anything, you can, you can come tell me about it afterwards. Okay, we're just going to sing the songs from the week. If that's what you want to do, there's two songs from the week. So, a strange one, and a more sort of creamy, creamy vibe. You want to do the creamy one? <laughs> okay, so we wrote a song every day this week, except there were five days and there's only two songs. So. <laughs> There were others, but they were shockers. <laughs> the one I wrote was an absolute redonk. <laughs> but, but, if you want to write some good songs, we've got some great content. There was pictures coming out of the weirdest stuff this week. Kat told a story about the squid with this giant eyeball. Washed up on the beach. It was just the wildest thing. Be, I think it would be a great story, story song. Okay. <laughs> Ballad. <laughs> yeah. okay. This stand, we're gonna we're gonna close in some songs, and then um, I think, yeah, I think what the Lord wants to do is He wants to um, say to you, don't have a heavy burden. Don't look for man's perspective or celebration of who you are and what you're doing. Enjoy who I am and how pleased I am with you. And show me that by using the passions and the dreams that I've put in you. So yeah, he definitely wants to unlock some of those things on us. So take a moment, do something that we don't do in this society and let's break the culture. Just just speak your peace right now, God. Your peace. And your people who can stand and be in peace and experience your goodness. It's the chaos that always is banging. And it's just always the stuff, man. 
And we just, we want to be a people of peace, God. A people that attract other people because of your peace that we know we are birthed and settled and stand in, God. Let your peace come over us right now, Jesus. If it's possible that something that can come over us that we're already in, pray that we would be aware that we're in your peace right now. That we stand birthed and raised up in your peace, God. That joy and righteousness are what we, what we feed and are fueled by. Yeah, your peace over everyone in this room, Jesus, right now. Businesses, everything, just, just a settling sense of I'm in Christ and it is good. It is well with my soul because I'm in God. And He is well. He is well, yes? He is well. Mm. He is Welsh. Oh, John. Yeah, we have a saying, are you Welsh? The Lord is Welsh. Oh! Just allow the joy of the Lord to settle on you if it needs to. That's the thing. Oh, man. Oh. I remember at Easter this year, we went down to the, the Eastern Cape and I freaked some people out because I prayed a prayer that was, show me Gary. You know, uh, Lord, let me see you, let me see you normally, that's the kind of prayer people pray. And I said, show me Gary, literally. And it's still freaking them out. And I believe God wants us to be able to understand who He is through things that we don't normally saying or hearing. Like that. So, are you Welsh, Lord? <laughs> oh. We don't always often do this, but I was just tonight just sitting there listening to this man speak. And often he's the one up here, and often he's the one that's saying such amazing things about some of us in this church and in this community. But Carl, I was just listening to you tonight. Thank you for being great. Thank you for listening and thank you for doing what God tells you to do. And thank you for leading us. I just really felt tonight, if we can just understand a little bit of what you were saying tonight. We've got so much going for us. Oh, yes Lord. I just pray over everything that Caleb has spoken about tonight. And I, I think I really need to say this. Carl is probably one of the best preachers I've ever heard you speak. Can you preach? And I know when I moved into 27 Fairview, how many, many years ago, I saw a boy, but now I look up and I see a man. Oh. The enormity. <laughs> so we as a church stand here and we just thank you for Caleb. And thank you for what he's done and what he's doing and what you are going to do through him, Jesus. Yeah.
Thank you, Jesus.
feel free to leave or have a coffee. Thanks very much for coming. We'll play another song and just hang around for this. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. Uh, if you want to join our home group, speak to uh, me in the front. Okay. There's a group that happens sometimes. To begin on it, you have to talk to Luke. It's a bit of a tricky one to find.
Yeah, tomorrow. Cool.